When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ronnie here with a little bit of business. First thing I want to tell everyone is this is the first of two episodes. This is a two-parter. We've never done that before on the Free Feed and we're so excited. We solicited questions for celebrity organizer Tracy McCubbin at Tracy McCubbin, pardon me on Instagram. And we got so many fabulous questions that we said, forget it. We're answering almost all of them uh, right here, right now. So we've got two episodes You may notice that Dear Brian left us for a very important Hollywood meeting at the end of this episode. So he's not here with us for the cliffhanger, but he's certainly going to be there next week. And then the next time you hear from Brian and myself, we'll be coming to you straight from Praha, excuse me, otherwise known as Prague. We can't wait. So buckle up for that content. Excuse me. And I wanted to say a warm welcome to all of our fabulous new Members, we have so many new listeners. The numbers have been absolutely skyrocketing in the last couple of months. And we have to say a welcome, a warm, warm welcome to our fabulous new listeners. Please, if you're so inclined, join us at patreon.com slash where we have bonus episodes every week. Those are brand new Patreon exclusive episodes. We're also doing a long form journalism club as opposed to a book club over there, which is incredible. We read once a month a fabulous piece of journalism, and then we have an expert come on and discuss it with us, and we're having a ball. And I have to say that the boards, the discussion and the quality of the discussion of the boards on Patreon is none per real. In addition, you've probably cottoned on to this by now, but we're doing our AI social club which is absolutely fabulous. Once a month, you get a mystery box curated by us along with Kana, fabulous Kana from Fiasco Brooklyn. And we uh, do a kiki once a month where we all make the drink together. Kana shows us how. The box includes not only, you know, excuse me, it's not to be gush, but people always ask, full-size bottles of these tiny distillers and you know, fabulous finger on the pulse kind of uh, alcohols and spirits. And it's just incredible. Uh, But in addition to that, we do a kiki. So we all meet up. We have the kiki once a month and you basically get a little live event. It's fabulous. Join us if you're so inclined. AISocial.club, AISocialclub.com, depending on which URL you prefer. And we just wanted to say a warm, warm, hearty welcome to the carriage house. We're so excited you're here and on this journey with us. Send any and all queries to askrana at gmail.com. But please, please, please be sure and follow Naomi Style Guide. She was Naomi Ekparrigan. She's Naomi Ekparrigan Beckerman now, or perhaps Naomi Beckerman Ekparrigan. Muzzle tov to Naomi and Andy, who made it official this past weekend. Absolutely fabulous. And was she stunning. Go to Black Dress Comedy, pardon me, for all of that fabulous content because you're going to want to see this dress. Unbelievable. Okay. Kiss, kiss. 
and enjoy the show. Brian. Darling. We're going to do something a little unorthodox here, which is that we're going to get almost exactly right into this show because when we- People have been waiting, Rana. We put out the bat signal, which in this case is in the form of like a vacuum cleaner or <laughs> a, a hanger, probably For a sure. hanger, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we said, we're having none other than Declutter Flyer on Tracy McCubbin herself, celebrity organizer, Tracy McCubbin. And the letters just came pouring, pouring in from people that wanted her advice. So what we're doing, which is almost unheard of in the Ask Ronnie universe. This is a first, I think. We're doing a two-parter. A tupata. The okay. only time I think we've ever done a tupata was I think one time we did Ronica in a tupata, but that was it. Of course we did a Ronica. Yeah, tupata. but never with a guest. Never with a guest. No. So we're going to have to get into this ASAP, but there is a little bit of business that we have to address. I'm so excited about this, by the way. Uh, number one, AI Social Club. Of course, we have people can st- still sign up for April, and we have sign up, babies. Adorable, gorgeous spring-inspired cocktail coming for April, and I absolutely can't wait for people to to absolutely embrace this and embrace the new season. In the last season of Game of Thrones, did the tagline say "Winter is over"? No, it should have. Yeah. Even though I don't really know if it would have applied, but yeah. it applies here yeah. for our April drink. It absolutely does. Yeah. Uh, and our March drink, the Kiki's coming right up, and I'm not going to tell people because it's always a surprise, but it's delicious, delectable, zippy, tart. I can't wait. It's still lovely. I can't wait. It's still lovely. Yeah. Uh, and of course, now on Patreon, we have started doing a long form journalism club where we read a long form article. First one we did was Frank Sinatra has a cold. The second one we Ugh. did was Dominic Bumbula, Dunn Bumbula. for Vanity Fair, Von Bula, Von Bula. <laughs> And we always have an expert with us. Uh, and this month we have Mickey Rapkin joining us. To, and I shouldn't tell on. people, but I'm going to tell them anyway. The article is The Chameleon from The New Yorker. Oh, it's an fabulous. article I've been I don't know deeply this article. Ab- oh, you're going to love it. It's your story. It's your story. Yes, you've told me. You told me it's you were your like, you're going to die for this month's story. Yes. It's your I can't story. Wait. I can't wait. It's your story. Ron, I'm getting my hair cut for Prague. As everyone knows, I'm going to see Rana in a week. Actually, by the wait. time this comes out, I'll see her tomorrow. Yes, that's exactly. Well, we probably won't see you the night you arrive, but. No, but I arrive. Oh, you're right. So I'll see you in. The day after tomorrow, Rana. Yes, I probably won't pick you up at the airport, but there's a chance I'll send my driver to come get you. Well, I, I actually I meant decided. to ask you: Do you do people take like taxis or Ubers from the airport there, or should I arrange a service? I don't know what people do because I have a driver, but I do. Okay, I didn't think mean to hear that twice, Rana. That I'm, yeah, I'll either send my driver. You absolutely to come get, don't to come no. fetch you. Uh, not necessary. I, I'll I'll just book something if I need to book it. That's or you can take an Uber, but I don't know whether you have to do it in advance. But Uber's very, uh, you know, very prevalent here. Okay. And people definitely don't take a taxi. They don't trust the taxis here, but they okay. trust the Ubers. Well, maybe I'll just call the hotel and be like, can you just 
Help me with a transfer. Yes, I'm a visiting dignitary. Can you arrange a cassa? Absolutely. Bulletproof glass, the whole yes. bit. The whole bit. Yeah. Yes. Of yes. Uh, all right, dear. I think we should just bring Tracy in and kick this off right. That's what I think. You know I'm ready. Patreon.com slash askgrana, though, for all of your bonus needs. At Declutify Fly herself, Tracy McCubbin. I can't believe it. No, wait a minute. Ah, uh, the day has come. Finally. We, I, I mean, have... the, the mailbag has never been so full as when Absolutely. we announced this person. This is honestly, Rana, if I were Roman, mm. I would have heard legend of the Spartans. You're, ta- you're talking about Roman from um, Days Ancient of Our Lives? Rome, oh, me. okay. I apologize. No, yeah. no, that's fine. If I were, because yeah. you know I've been to Rome. If I were an ancient, oh, I which know. I hope our guest is impressed by. <laughs> if, if I was in ancient Rome, I would have said, I've heard about the Spartans. And the lead Spartan is this person. Well, first of all, that was ancient Greece that you would have That's heard about meant, the spot. That's what I meant. Yes, yes. Yeah. But I will say because or if I were spot- if I were in Rome, I would have said, yeah. "Have you heard about the Hun?" And I would yes. have said, "The Huns." Who's the Hun? Yes. And okay. I would have said, "Which Hun?" I'll take it. Yes. And they would have said, "Attila the Tracy McCubbin Hun." Yes. Do you know what I mean? And I would have said, "I have heard about her," and I'm so excited slash very nervous. Tracy Deer is with us. Tracy, how are you, darling? Published author, pardon me. Instagram starlet, pardon me. Celebrity organizer, pardon me. I don't know if that's how she wants to be referred to. She's going to tell us. Sounds like she's going to leave it to her to tell us. And now she's telling me, which I didn't know, that she is the daughter of Horta. There is no one else I trust with my cashmere, my sweaters, my Laura Piana throws. Tracy, I have to fly her into Boston to deal. Help me do my sweaters every Oscar weekend. You don't even you know pay for my switch. flights, Lana. Of course not. It's a business expense, dear. You get paid oh. for your work here. Okay. okay yeah. Right. Tracy, darling, it is so wonderful to see you. You look fabulous. You're getting ready fabulous. for your own wedding. I can't believe how gorgeous you look. I am. It's so good to see you, Rana. I miss you. I miss you. You know, we've got the Oscars coming up, so we've got to change out the sweaters. It's that time, time to do our sweaters. It's time oh, to do our sweaters. Yes, and we're getting all new sweater bags because we just found that the last time the color of the sweater bag it just wasn't right. It Wait, you've got to be kidding clock. me. It was a little too manila. Yeah, it, it was, was like a little, little too manila, like a ugh. French vanilla ice cream, which I love a regular vanilla ice cream. I but do I'm not, not like a French, French vanilla. I'm with you there, baby. Yeah. I hate a French vanilla. So we had to totally redo all of our sweater bags. I mean, you know, it was just, it was just bothering me. It was just, but it's that simple. It was just bothering me. It was just, ugh, yeah. it was not. It wasn't Maybe. us, Tracy. It wasn't, it wasn't us. us. So when yeah. we're also stepping up our game, we are taking little mini Polaroids of okay. all of Rana's shoes to yeah. go on the outside of the boxes so she doesn't have to dig through like a peasant no. trying to find the shoes she wants exactly. to wear. I like to picture. keep the boxes, but I don't want to have to do the digging. I mean, I my man- you, how many times can I do my manicure a week? Yeah. Gojo would pay half a million dollars for those pictures, just so you're aware. I think He's that's probably true. It's going to take Tracy somewhere between four and six weeks to get all of my shoes archived. Can I say something? Yeah. Did any? Did either of you, Tracy, did you see the video of when Kim Kardashian goes to her clothing archive? Do you know how she talks about her clothing archive? 
Yes. I did not I see this, but was, explain it to me. Brian, you should Google it while I'm talking. I was appalled. That's like when Lisa Rinna had her clothes in the garage. Is it like that? Yeah. It Worse. Was, it was like some warehouse space. They weren't even Everything like, was on like a paper hanger or a wire hanger. I thought wow. it was going to be like a dry cleaner where you hit a button and it all comes all the way around like a dry cleaner. And she, like because she's obsessed in, um, now, this is her new thing. You know, they all have to find a way to top themselves. When they don't, when they have too much stuff, then they all become the people that want nothing. You know, the people that go from big, big, big look, then no look, they get the Vogue makeover, now they wear nothing. You know, they wear only one palette and they declutter or they purge or whatever they want to say. And her thing now is that she only is wearing things from archives. So she's wearing Dolce, but it's Dolce 1993. Sure. And then how does she top it? She gets them to cut up the last goddamn dress they had from that collection and turn it into a bikini and a and a bottom instead right. of a dress. You know, whatever out, she yeah. can do to put her spin on it. And so she talks about her archive and she talks about how she has a clothing archive. And it sounds like you will be going to the Rick Owens boutique, you know, that it's the Musée d'Orsay and it's all going to come, and it's in a building like that and it's going to come around on a dry cleaning thing and you're going to be, you can't believe it, it's the mat. That's what yes. you think, it is the mat. And that, I'm I telling you, Brian, like it was like going through a cedar closet basement. Everything was in plastic bags. You could hear the plastic crinkling. When they were like dry for cleaner dresses. plastic bags or like yes. the garment plastic, but right, Jeez. Ooh, not even the nice both. not even the zip up. No, it was like, was like worse than the Bonnie's warehouse sale. Yeah, and she was flipping through, and Ugh. no one had. It looked like everyone had just taken everything. So there were like Aviator Nation sweatsuits next to you know Dolce, and she's flipping through, and Unbelievable. she's like wistfully rubbing them. Yeah, I was. I, <laughs> Your nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was, was unbelievable. Shocked. Speaking shocked. of which, I d I'm dying to know how you got started in this because you have sort of that story of like, if you have like hardcore evangelical parents, your kids go one of two ways. They either adopt to that or they reject that. Not that I'm saying you rejected your parents, not that, but just that style. So what, how did you get into this from the children, a child of hoarders? So I had spent a lot of years kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I'd spent 10 years as a personal assistant to, to, to a celebrity makeup artist and then a TV director. And I loved it. I loved solving problems. It was like, it was great. And then he sort of, as in television, things go on hiatus, he would pimp me out to his friends and be like, oh, my assistant's good at that. She can do that. And people started calling me and really complicated, like my grandparents died and I have a house full of stuff or, you know, oh my God, my boyfriend's business went under and he's like just crying in his piles of paperwork. So just took off, took off, took off. I got like a write up. Angel. Do you remember Daily Candy? Of course. Of course. I used to yeah. subscribe to it. Big deal. Big deal. Yeah. Big so deal. I, in its huge deal. So I got a write up. That girl on sold that business at the right time. I don't know what she's doing now. What did she get paid for that? She sold it twice. She sold it once, bought it back, and sold it again. I Good think she her. got like $100 million or some crazy her. amount. For, writing, an email, for writing basically the send I, email I send Brian every day. Exactly. Go to this place, eat this sandwich. Go to this, Go to this place, buy these exactly. pants. Yeah. One here's one paragraph on the sandwich. Exactly. Oh, if I could so only monetize myself, I mean, honestly. Honestly. I know. Honestly. I mean, Ronnie, you were goop before Gwyneth. Completely. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> 
Well, we still haven't confirmed whether she's a listener, but we've confirmed that she's a listener. Let's put it that yeah. way. We'll yeah. That yeah. Way. yeah. Yeah. So, so you I, were doing, what did you do for Daily Candy? So I got a write-up. I didn't even know they were oh. doing it. They sent, they called me at like 11 o'clock and they're like, you're going out tomorrow morning. You need to be up at 6 a.m. New York time. Just be prepared. And it was like, it blew up. I could have never bought that kind of advertising. And so from then on, I started my business. And the funny thing is, I didn't realize the effect of growing up as a child of a hoarder. Like, I didn't realize that that's why I did this. I was like, oh, I'm really good at it. I like to make order out of chaos. And I understand it's emotional. And then somebody along the way was like, wait, what? Do you understand the through line? I was like, oh, wow, I do. So, you know, it took me a few years. And then I started to incorporate... Sort I'm dying to know what version of a hoarder. The worst. He's there. So there's a scale. Um, he hoards He's everything. There. There's a scale. Yeah, there's a scale. It's a disorder. He hoards everything but animals. Got it. So newspapers, so, mugs, new. cups. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so tools. the house is not dirty or the house is dirty? Oh, he can't live in it. Yeah. No running water. No. It's... it's uh, no running water. No, because he can't I, get anybody I know, in. I have, there's a neighbor, my friend has a neighbor like this where they actually don't live in that property because it's so, they have so much stuff in there. Yeah. And nothing he, works like that. Yeah. yeah. We can't get plumbers in. So we've moved him into senior living, which seemed to be going very well, but now he's announced he's moving back home. So well, we'll he see. misses his stuff. He, well, he goes and visits it every day. We didn't sell the house. Oh, so, really? So to hoarders, their hoard is a living thing that they have a relationship right. with. Right. So he goes, wow. he takes a bus every oh, day that to just check on it. Hit me hard the way that you said that. Wow. And I know of course that it's true, but wow, that is that's has intense. he ever, and I don't mean to get too personal, has he ever enlisted your help? Couple times it, yeah. it went terribly wrong. Right. Um we that's it's not a job emotional. for you. Yeah. yeah. No. So we yeah. ended up we had to clean up the outside as um required by the city and we hired a company that you call them <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but you have to laugh to of get course, through it. Of course, yeah. uh, you call and they go, "Hi, thanks for calling da 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 for crime scene cleanup. Press one oh for hoarding <laughs> cleanup. Press two. Wow! <laughs> and at one well, point, I was like, that. "Do I? Can I push both? Like, <laughs> it back feels to like program. both. <laughs> like a remediation. <laughs> yeah, oh, that is exactly. so funny. Yeah. That is and so, so then you took funny. all of sort of your the people you were working for, I guess, you just spread word of mouth and all of a sudden every A-list person on the planet wants to work with you. Yeah, I've never advertised. I I just, you know, we've got a team of about 10. I have some fabulous, fabulous organizers. Oh, you and- do. You have wonderful people that work with you. What I will say, there's one girl that works for Tracy and I mean, they're all terrific, but there's one girl in particular who everything she says, she's the kindest creature and everything she says she says in the exact same tone of voice. So if she comes into your room and she's working on something, let's say you have, you know, I don't know, 300 boxes of designer shoes, but then you also have next to you 300 boxes of designer shoes, a little junk. Let's say she's going through your nightstand. Okay. Right. Like a drunk drawer. Do you need this? Do you need that? What's this? And she says, Oh, Oh, Ron. Um, I just had a quick question. Um, this half a stick of gum, 
that I found at the bottom of this purse. <laughs> she that treats we it with as much dignity as everything else. 25 years. The half a stick of gum I found at the bottom of this Chanel purse that you wore to the Book of Mormon opening yeah. and haven't looked at since then. Um, did you want to keep this or do you, you know, what did you want me to do with this? And it's the same question that she asks for a fur coat that was your grandmother's or, and she says it in the exact same tone of voice so that there's absolutely there's no, no shame happening or attached exactly. to it's an, it's Smart. a gift. It is it's an gift. absolute gift. The way that she could be, it's we, the funniest. I had to, I laughed in her face. I said, Nikki. No, I don't need that half a stick of gum, but I do appreciate you, never you know, asking though. me. We joke about her that she has me. resting smiley face. Yeah. Like she's just, she's a delight. And she literally- But not like, in an irritating way because no. there are people that are friendly like that, that I don't want anyone near Well, that's me. called toxic positivity, but it sounds like she doesn't have that. No, no. she's just a lovely person. That's, and I she see. loves no what judgment. she does. No yes, judgment. a judgment-free, lovely person. I like well, to think must, that I've yes. molded her in my image. I'm sure you have you I'm sure you have to really love what you're doing to do something like this because it I don't know it's not like it's a it doesn't start out as a clean business probably you know what I mean like but the relief it starts out that with you bring disorganization people. yes it is it's the like really you are you're a hero I mean yeah. you're like an absolute superhero we're joking we said we put out the bat signal and that we got all of these questions but it's true it is absolutely the, the feeling of when Batman shows up and grabs the guy and lifts him up and everybody feels like oh we're saved now I never could have done it this. myself right totally now I'm saved yeah totally. and you know I think the thing exactly what you said is growing up with my dad, I just understand that it's complicated and it's more than just organizing. You know, it's like, sure, I can put things in pretty bins, but for so many people, it's like they're dealing with the loss of a parent or they had a kid and their body doesn't look the same or, you know, they're just living in this chaos and it's killing them. And they're so and it's full a of lot shame. of permission to let go yes. of things is yes. what it is. I take Nutrafol every single day because as Rana said, all a man has is his hair. I, I sort of get it. I, I don't always understand what she's saying, but I will always agree with it. I use Nutrafol every day because I am in a preventative mode. I mean, this is Hollywood, baby. You know what I'm saying? And also it's completely natural. It's not a bunch of chemicals mixed together. It's a really natural product. And if I'm going to take a hair supplement product, I want it not only to work for me, I also want it to be natural. So 80 million men and women in the U.S. experience thinning hair, yet it's still not openly talked about, which can make going through it feel scary and stressful, and that just adds to the problem. Do you know that stress actually does add to the problem of hair loss? Wild. Well, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage for men and women. Did you know that there are multiple causes of thinning hair? Nutrafol is the hair growth supplement that goes beyond genetics to target stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle factors that may be impacting your hair. Thinning is different for men and women. Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas for men and women to provide exactly what they need based on their biology and age. Every formula is physician formulated using natural medical-grade ingredients for reliable results without compromises. Plus, Dig this. In clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair 
and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BRIAN, B-R-Y-A-N, to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. And I got to tell you, I actually have people, friends in my life, text me like, does it actually work? And I'm telling you, it does. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BRIAN. But let's get it. Let's do some practical. Now, Tracy's a listener of the show. She's a diehard Rana and Brian fan. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at a couple of practical examples. Pardon me. Uh, And then we're going to give her a couple of fun ones because she's a big fan of the show. So we got to give her a fun one. I'm Uh, only, only incredibly impressed so far. I thought I was going to be jealous, Tracy, because you've probably been in Rana's closet more times than I have. In fact, I know you have. Well, one is more times. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. She won't let me near that. But I mean, the um, problem with Rana is that the, when it comes we could to, we could go on for I an mean, hour forever, with that. Forever. Oh, but yeah. when it comes uh-huh. to decluttering, everything she has is so beautiful, beautiful. and timeless. So yeah. you're like, oh, how am I gonna make you get rid of this? Too you much know? good stuff. Too and much now good that taste. Steve is in existence, you know, people that's what everyone loves to already move over my dead corpse and say, Well, we have to save this for Steve. <laughs> oh, and but I if said, you were in my closet, you would see pants from structure. I mean, it's just as nice as Rana's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Express it really men. Is, exactly. It's a it's you a and really Cody close Rigsby race. both definitely have clothes from structure in your closet. There's no question. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, if I dug deep enough i just might oh I my god might. cody rigsby probably has some le chateau stuff in his in his closet <laughs> that he wants to wear yeah. again <laughs> yeah uh okay so let's just get into it brian you're gonna read the first question of course okay all right here we go this is very exciting dearest rana and brian and of course tracy Yes. I'm a fan from the beginning. I first stumbled upon Attitudes in 2015 after moving from California to Texas. And Attitudes was kind enough to bring me to Ask Rana. Attitudes is my other podcast. Your insights, warmth, humor, and sass, sass, keep me waiting twice a week for my fix. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. On to my issue. My husband and I have been married for almost seven years and from the beginning have differed on our view of stuff. Mm. He likes holding on to things, small trinkets, prints and other art, mugs, paperwork, clothing, etc. I do not. He's not a hoarder, but doesn't see the issue in having lots of stuff, even things he never uses, since we have the space for it, and since his wife so kindly clean, organizes, and sorts these items. As an example, he has about 50 <laughs> pairs of shoes. Resentment alert. Uh-huh. He has a <laughs> uh-huh. big time. He wears yeah. about 10 pairs, and the rest collect dust. No exaggeration. I literally dust the shoe boxes every so often. Oh, dear. He tends to buy loads of clothing, shoes, ties, etc. And as we've gotten older, we've both put on weight, so he has a whole wardrobe of everything in several sizes. Huh. Like many, he's hopeful he'll lose the weight and fit back into his beloved clothing. Just a quick note in his defense, he purchases higher-end items, whereas I tend to go for fast fashion. So I can understand wanting to hold on to a $100 shirt versus a $20 shirt. When your closet is full of nice things, it still adds up. To me, I see it as a symbol of the past dragging us down. If you lose the weight, fabulous. Then buy a whole new fresh wardrobe. A few things to note. Number one, we have an almost one-year-old who is just pure perfection, but comes with a lot of stuff of their own. Mm -hmm. I want us both both to make room for them by clearing out some of our things. 
Number two, we have moved a handful of times since getting married because of my husband's work. All great moves and that he's making his way up in his field that he's so passionate about. For listeners, this was a thoughtful agreement agreement by us that we would spend the early part of our marriage focused on his career while I figure out what path I wanted to take. I've worked full-time and have had great jobs along the way too, but five major moves eventually taking us to the East Coast was difficult. I have literally packed and unpacked the same unused, too small, Uh too old things several times. It's frustrating and it makes me so upset. How can I understand his perspective of things holding meaning? And how can he understand my perspective of clutter giving me anxiety? It feels like, this is a great term, it feels like visual pollution. And I've tried to wow. explain it. Isn't that wow. great? That, I've, I've never nev- heard that before. Never. I put making that part of the lexicon. It's That's fantastic. Yeah. And I've tried to explain that it's the equivalent of, well, this is also good, of walking around the apartment with speakers blaring. Whoa. How do we? That's also she's fabulous. This person, <laughs> but she really means it. No kidding. How do we yeah. come to any sort of mutual understanding when we view stuff so differently? All my appreciation and thanks in advance. Please keep my letter anonymous. Best wishes for a healthy and successful 2023. She feels his things are screaming, screaming at her. Screaming. And look, she's not wrong. The science has proven this. Like too much stuff, clutter especially in women, absolutely jacks your cortisol. So this idea of like speakers blaring at her, that's what she's living in. She's sort of living in a really animated, like, uh, you know, kind of chokehold on her. So she's not Yes, she's living in a a threat posture, basically. This is my mother. She always is on my dad about cleaning up his office and he won't do it. And I see it drive her out of her mind. Well, it's his office, so why is she in there yelling at him? You know what, Ron? That's how I feel yeah. about her. Point, counterpoint. Point. Yeah. She has the whole rest of the house. Why don't you give him right. a goddamn break? You're actually right. Okay, <laughs> scrap that, that example. And if, and if that's the way his mind works, I know your father's an attorney, yeah. and if he's the kind of person that wants to flip through a file over he here is. and have another he pe- pile that's, going yes. over there, and it doesn't and that's the rest how of the it works house. So that's him. not a good comparison. Well, then she needs to get out of his office, is my opinion. And that's Charlotte, for her. I hope you're listening. Yes, I hope you're listening. <laughs> I'm going to send her this episode. I want you to know Brian's father is meticulous. You've never seen a gentleman's appearance. He has a perfectly dry, clean shirt that he wears hunting. Okay? Yeah. He's that guy. (laughs) So the fact that she wants in on his brain and wants to clean it out, (laughs) she better just step back. They're going to love this. She better just step right back is how I feel about that. Okay, scrap that example, Tracy. (laughs) So as you said, there is scientific proof that this could actually... Make her legit. She's stressed right. out. She well, wrote into a podcast yeah. about it for God's sakes. It's driving her insane. So I think this is a two prong, and I think resentment alert, absolutely. So I think on yeah. the on the top level, it's the stuff. And I do agree that, you know, that maybe he needs his own space where he can do what he wants with his stuff and she doesn't have to see it. But I think really what's going on, um, I think she has kind of given up her life. She said she's looking for her purpose. Yes. She has a baby. She's moved for his career. She's mm. done all the packing. She's done the lion's share of the work is falling on her and she resents it and she doesn't know what her purpose is. And maybe just being a stay-at-home mom isn't enough. 
that's totally fine. And so I think that while, yes, this stuff is a problem, I think she's really not um, dealing with what's missing in her life. But there's another way to put that. I she's think around that, it a lot. So that, I that think, is, yeah. I do think that uh, there is such a thing that exists as you can be a stay-at-home mom, you can love doing it, and you can still be mad. Yes. Which is that she feels perhaps this is her calling. Perhaps that perhaps she loves being a stay-at-home mom, et cetera, et cetera. But what she resents on some level is that all of the work of the lion's share of the home falls to her. So it doesn't mean that she necessarily wishes she had some other grip. Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. But I do think that there is sometimes this misunderstanding of women who choose to stay home, which is, oh, they're miserable there. No, I'm miserable because, because I've had I'm to never move off five times yeah. and I right. never have a day I never punch off. out. And no one ever, not that you're not helping me, whatever, give a bath, taking the kid out for two hours. I have no idea whatever their arrangement is. But she is constantly, her, the home is a career. She is on the clock constantly. And he is disrespecting her in her workplace. Absolutely. And she has to, she spends all day around his shit. Yeah. And she's sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, you know, I think I do, I totally agree with all that. And I think that she's working all the time. And if she's managing, and he's fat, and I'm sorry, but he's fat, and that's it. And by the way, stop being a yo yo dieter and making me live with all your clothes. Your reward, I knew someone who was a gambler. Okay. And they had an arrangement, he and the wife. If he was to gamble, however much money he won, he had to give a half. However much money he lost, he had to give a half. So if he lost $5,000, he had to give a $2,500. If he lost, if he won $2,500, he had to give a $1,250. If he won $5,000, he had to give a $2,500. Oh, so she came out winning no matter what. No matter what, the house always won with her. That is That was the arrangement to keep him from spending too much money gambling. That was their okay. arrangement. Right. This guy wants to buy new clothes. You can buy as many new clothes as you want, but you have to get rid of the old clothes before. This is your closet. Your closet has 200 pieces in it or 12 pieces in it or whatever it is. So figure out what your 200 pieces idea. And as your weight goes up and your weight goes down, you can replace those 200. Or if you'd like to get a storage unit for every, and you want to keep every single piece of all of this, you're welcome to. You can either pack it up and it's out of here on the 15th and it goes to your storage unit and you manage that storage unit and you pay for that storage unit. And when we move seven more times, you make sure those eight boxes are on the register when we move. Or on the 15th, the day that you're supposed to take everything to the storage unit, I'm throwing it all out. Well, what I was going to also say- But that's is- probably psychologically not and not a good response, what I've just given Tracy. You tell, <laughs> a, you tell us the real response. You tell us the real a, response. It's a little, but I do understand. But what I would say is a gentler version of that, that she's making it easy for him to have all that. She's cleaning it. She's organizing it. She's not yes. making him be responsible for his own stuff. And understanding that like, 
look, as we get older, it's a pretty rare chance that we can get back into those clothes. Brian, let go of all your structure pants. Um, you know, that we can get back. So she, by keeping it organized and staying on top of it, it's super easy for him to just keep it. And I think she needs to start having him be accountable and talk to him about why this stresses her out. And what's going to, I think, come out is like, I'm doing all the work. I'm yeah. doing all the work. Yeah. It is. You but know how what, does though? she it get him to understand of, it? Yeah. There Sorry, is such Brandy. a fantasy. And maybe the, I'm sure this is for women, too. I can only speak as a man. There is a fantasy of like one day that will fit again. One day I'll be in that college shape it's, again. You know, it's, it's called. Like, a, it, so these are what I call clutter blocks. They are these stories that we have invented to tell ourselves why we can keep the stuff we don't want to, we don't need, use, or love. Clutter block number one, stuck in the past. I'm going to wear that someday. I'm going to fit into that. Those were my glory days. I used to be a ballerina. And what that does when you keep that stuff is it tells you that your best days were behind you and you're looking backwards. You're so right. You're so right. I never finished the story. I just started at the beginning where I'm like, one day I'll fit into that again. And it's like, well, right. The end of that is like, well, you used to be better is what like your mind is telling you. Yeah. And wear it where? I mean, honestly, this honestly, is the, whole the purpose of my trip to Prague. Sure. <laughs> to wear this the is fur. Why I went to Prague so I could wear my fur. I wanted to stop saying someday I'll wear my fur, and I just wanted to wear it. And right. here I am, and they all fit. That's great, Rana. So you are not an example of what we're talking about here. <laughs> but Rana is also example. An, another amazing example of like she wears her nice stuff. You know, she right. doesn't keep it squirreled away in the closet. No. Like if you have nice things, wear them. She says Use this guy them, buys nicer shirts, wear them. Yeah. You know, well, it also sounds special. like he spends a lot of money on clothes. A hundred dollar shirt. I mean, that's uh, you know, for a guy. It's interesting that he generates so much stuff. Because there is something going on there. That's not just, you know, he is, but you know, you could almost be a counselor, Tracy. Someone, these guys need to be able to have this conversation. Yeah. 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 And I think there's also something, my spidey sense sort of, I feel like um, if he's losing my, I mean, my, my, my Celtic, my Celtic, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) the Highlands. But if he's, so there's a really big correlation I see between people who put weight on and take weight off, um, that they're sort of eating their feelings. And mm-hmm. I see that in people with shopping. Oh, I'm, I, I'm not lonely. I'm not having a bad day. I'm getting something on sale. So I wonder if there's something with that Insta gratification kind of, right. Yeah, or just pretending everything's okay or just, you know, buy, when you shop, yourself. you get a hit of dopamine. And sure. so you just, he maybe he's, Still just trying to get the dopamine. That's really what it feels like to me. It's more, I think, though, I wouldn't discount what Brian was saying, what you were saying about making yourself feel lousy for no longer being somebody that you were, by the way, 25 years ago or right. whatever, or five years ago, or eight years ago, or in the last job or when you were happy. Or and when, most or people grow more and more into their own. Is. So you actually don't actually legit want to go back to those places. You know what I mean? You just want to go back to it. No, but it's also a way of punishing yourself by keeping all this stuff around. It's telling yourself, it's exactly clutter block number one. Yeah. It's telling yourself your best days were behind you. Yeah. We did this house, this woman who had been a very famous ballerina, you know, and the new, danced with the uh, American ABT. Yeah. And she was in her 70s now. And she was, she had an apartment in New York and then a place in the Hamptons. 
And she wasn't going back to the place in New York. And she just was like depressed and she didn't like to be there. And when you went into it, it was like a museum to her glory days, like pictures at the mm. height of her career. And, and you know, she's 70. That's not who she is. And I was like, can we take all this stuff down? Let's just leave one, right. one beautiful poster. And all of a sudden she was like, started volunteering at the local ballet school and was like revived because she wasn't staring at her past. She was living using, in a mausoleum. Yeah. Yeah. Living in a mausoleum. And she was Great using point. her past to do good in the world. And like, she just let it all go. She kind of, t- you know what else she did? She took a couple mirrors out. She was like, I don't need mirrors anymore in mm-hmm. all over the house. I don't yeah. need to be reminded, I, you know, and she looked great and she's in great shape, but she didn't need that constant reminder. I used to be that. So how is this woman going to speak to her husband? Um, I think honestly, Dress up in a tutu. Dress, exactly. Stop I think, um, I think an honest conversation you know, when you have these conversations with couples, you have to be, usually if one is upset about the other person's stuff, it, the conversation is very shamey. You do this, you're right. wrong. You, you're, you know, I think it's always starting from a place of like, look, I'm with the kid all day. I've done the bulk of the moves. This is what the excess stuff that isn't being used does to me in our home. And like explaining the science of it, um, you know, really deep diving and explaining what it does to her and how she yeah. feels as opposed to making him wrong. That is, I think, a great point for any discussion or potential argument you have with someone is sort of, this is how it makes me feel, not this is what you're doing to make me feel this way. Yes. I think that's the, the right way in, for sure. And, you know, you, she has to understand that, like, the amount of stuff we have is a continuum, right? Some people are like very little. Some people like more. She and he are on a different continuum. So just to have a conversation about this is our community space. And then she's also got to, what she's got to give is give him some spaces that she just doesn't go into. My like partner an office. has an office. Yeah, my partner has an office. Yeah. I haven't stepped foot in there in two years. I'm not going in there. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know? Great point. I hope I, I do hope my mother and father are listening because I think he should have a closet. I do. I think if he's really a clothes horse like this, whether he needs to build it in the garage or whatever he has to do. We were do. talking about Kim Kardashian. Have one of those. Totally. Well, send it. Send that'll to- cost 30 cents if she if he wants one of those <laughs> just has to go to a dry cleaner and say, Were you throwing out these hangers? Brian, I want I'm well. Oh, can we also I'm say this is a question, good time I want you to, to look say- it up. I will, but this is a good time to also say that Tracy also has a book. Yes. Well, I was going to say. Making Space Clutter-Free, the last book on decluttering you'll ever need. And I really think there's a lot of um, how to have this conversation in the book. There's a lot of exactly what she's dealing with. So I think that it would be a great read for her. And a little, give her a little understanding and maybe give it to him. You know, I am hanging ordering this book for my parents stat. Excellent. But my structure pants would never take that kind of shame. I would, they <laughs> but will the, but your parents' house doesn't need to be cleaned out. No, it doesn't. Your mother no. just needs to stay out of your father's office. I guess that's you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's really what, that's what's going your on Your mother's there. <laughs> house is organized. She's it just is. in everybody's business. It that's all. Right. Yeah. All right. Charlotte, stay out of it. Okay. Some spaces aren't yours. That's my advice for you, dear. Okay. You didn't ask, but I'm giving it to you anyway. But it is a little bit like, and I don't, Tracy, cover your ears because this might be too gross. But it is a little bit like, 
not doing something with your old clothes you don't wear is a little bit like eating and eating and eating and then never going to the bathroom. Yeah, you're you're just clogged up. You're clogged yeah, exactly. up. And I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know, but also my god. About, sure, I never saw that coming. <laughs> we went there. Um but think about this, if you walk into a closet that's full of clothes you can't fit into, you feel like crap. You oh just beat god. yourself up like you know, everything in your closet should fit you and you should feel great in everything. Like, I'm going to get rid of my Laura Ashley top. Oh. It's out It's out the door. All the things Send that I used it to, to my house. ride and wear. I also think that he doesn't see it. And I think in yeah. some ways that expression, he doesn't see it, goes for a few things in their life. And so you have to find a way to kindly say to him, can't imagine. And also, look, she needs to compromise with him on some level and they need to find a solution. But I do think she needs to understand that if he could see, if he could understand the way that she feels about this, and if he could see what it represents, there's no way that he would want her to feel that way. It's just that he doesn't really know. Understand that. She's holding in a lot of shame and resentment, maybe shame over the fact that she hasn't found her career or maybe shame over the fact that she has. And she feels that this is enough for her, but other people don't think it is. And she should want something else or whatever it is that she's not settled about. And these clothes have become this battleground over it. So everybody needs to be a little bit honest with themselves about that. And I think this is on her and how she needs to communicate it. Right. Like I I think she's that it, he doesn't care. Like if she wasn't there, he'd have all the stuff. It doesn't bother him, but she needs to explain what's well, going on Well, she just can't her. walk into the closet and look at those t-shirts another time. Oh, she just the, can't like, do it. armpit stained, yeah. yellowed, yeah, collared yeah, yeah, yeah. t-shirts. Or the ones with the tags on it. She just doesn't want a lot of things around her. Or the old uh, ones with like the really pointy collars. That come. That's the thing. Some of this stuff just might absolutely not look good on anybody anymore. Yeah. And to be fair, she also needs to realize, and this is this is super interesting. When you introduce a baby into your home, yes. you increase your possessions by thirty percent. Wow! Like you don't have to tell me. Oh, Steve yeah. has more stuff. I mean, packing for Prague for Steve was just the idea that Steve needed any of this was just ridiculous. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Then you get there and you want to create a familiar space, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the point is, can I she has sell control some of over clothes? that. Oh. Steve's old stuff yeah, only if you only if you want to make a million dollars. Okay. I mean, we you know we did <laughs> pack it in a Louis Vuitton trunk. Just saying. Well, I mean, I've you know, Steve. Now. Well, she Steve should be able to go through her own things when she's old enough and decide if she wants them or not. But I will say, she does have all of the f- latest fashions from Paris and beyond. It is true. I, I believe it. Yeah. Steve does a real high-low. You know, she has the Paris fashions, and then she's a streetwear girl. You know, she has right. her her Air Jordans, and then she knew, did you know, I'm not kidding. This is actually not a joke. Do you know that she does a fit check every morning? How do you mean? When she gets dressed, she goes to the mirror in the apartment that was staying in in Prague, and she says, fit check. She looks at the mirror, she says, fit check, and then she asks someone to get the camera so they can take a picture of her fit for the day. Rana, will you take my advice and enter her into pageants? I've been begging you. 
the newest thing she does is she leans back against the mirror and she looks over her shoulder at herself in the mirror and checks out her fit. I'm speechless. So that's what I have I mean. to say. I wish I was kidding. All right, let's do a fun question here. Fit, check. That's what she says, just like that. Dear Rana and Brian, a potential guest who is certainly fabulous. You can call me Rachel. Thank you sincerely for being my company while working, walking, and cleaning. You all mean so much to me. I'm writing because I don't know how to tell a friend she can't come on a group's vacation. We love vacation questions more than anything. They aren't the most the, colorful. And the group ones especially. Like, it's just everyone it's, is in a lather. I'll, I'll, never, so I'll never not be astonished that people go on group vacations together oh, after they is, become adults. I'll agree, never not actually. be astonished yeah. by it. I'm 38, married with kids. We are part of a group of friends we've known for years, all in late 30s, early 40s, all with two to three kids roughly the same ages. Three families, including mine, go on a trip every summer. Our kids play well, making parenting making parenting on vacation a breeze. You never hear that expression. And we agree on budget and activities. So they all get a yacht together, basically. Mm-hmm. It is easier when you have a yacht. I'll just say that. Because oh, you get God. the yacht for the week and there's a full staff. And then right. everybody can just be free to do whatever they want to do. So if the kids wanted them to take out the water slide, you know, there's a lifeguard. It's all so anyone who has had a bad experience on a group vacation, you didn't get, get a yacht. yacht. Yeah, that's yeah. the, the problem. There's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there you know you can get a, sta- a staff or a staff, a, a staff rental yeah, or yeah. Our friend Amy is in the larger group. The last couple of years, Amy hinted she wants to be included in this trip. At one point, she she cornered the nicest mom, not me, and told her point blank she wants to go. Nice mom stammered something out about not being sure about our plans. Amy complains often in our group chat about money. At one point, she told us they got behind on their mortgage. Oh, dear God. I mean, I just mean, why is she telling people this stuff? Yeah. I think they've caught back up, but there's often car issues, tax issues, credit card debt. Oh, how annoying for you, letter writer, to have to hear about it. Well, I mean, I knew you weren't going to be. We're off this. We were on, now we're offside immediately. (laughs) Our spouses aren't nearly as close to Amy's husband as the moms are to Amy. He isn't very social. So then who cares about him? Bring him or don't bring him. What's the difference? Like bringing an extra chair. Is it that big a deal? I wouldn't be surprised if Amy's husband wasn't even aware that these vacations and conversations have happened. Another family would mean a bigger, more costly rental house, another opinion on where to stay, another family to schedule the trip around. We like to rent a boat for our trip. There we go. There go it out is. for some meals. Wow. And the moms do a spa day. Excuse me. <laughs> Amy is more of an inside cat. She often backs out of group events at the last minute. I don't want to be on the hook for a payment when she decides this is too much for her socially or financially. Amy is fun one-on-one and is smart and sweet. She's just not a vacation friend. I'm also a bit peeved with the two other moms because I know they're waiting on me to drop the hammer. I'm the one who always, in all caps, says the thing, like Angela Bassett said the thing. Oh, she did the thing. When no one else wants to say it. 
it can be a burdensome role. Spelled I-O-L-L, like a dinner roll. <laughs> Is there... <laughs> well, those can be burdensome if you don't want to eat them. Or a fruit roll-up. Is there a delicate way to tell someone, quote, we like you, but not enough to spend a week in a house with you. I reiterate my love for you fabulous folks. I thank you profusely for taking the time to read my question. Kiss, kiss, Rachel. First of all, I don't, like, not everybody gets invited everywhere. Like, yeah. you don't have to invite everybody. This is your trip. I don't, like, she hasn't, I don't, I just, you don't invite her. And also, if money's an issue, you give her the dollar amount. If you're renting boats and you're like, okay, well, this trip, this week's going to cost $15,000. Like, it, she sounds like she can't afford it. I, I just... Don't, I don't know. I, I know, I'm but gonna, I don't like them talking about what she can and cannot afford. I don't I think that's that. their business. Even if but, she's making it their but business, if she I don't it? think it's nice. It's a little bit, Tracy, like talking about someone's house, whether it's dirty or clean. It's not a nice thing to say. Yeah, I understand Do you think that. one day you're going to write a burn book? Oh, I could. Tracy, of I could all the people, people down. <laughs> I bet of all the people that you're like, and this is what I had to deal with, and this is what I had to deal with. I really want you to tell Brian one particular story, but you're not uh, going to be able to tell it on the air. Oh, it's uh, okay. We can, we can, okay. You could tell me another well, time. Because it's a burn book story. But it's a burn book story. Fabulous. It's a burn book story. So what are we going to do here? I, mean, I think what Tracy's saying is correct, which is everybody isn't invited to everything. But how is she going to break this to her, Brian? Uh, Brian, this is a you question. Yeah. I what think if somebody was trying question. to lope in on your Palm Springs vacation? Well, I don't. Which really you have your very, this. you have your given crowd. You have your I crowd. Do. It's that been you a go minute with. since I've taken those, but but there has been an instance or two when yeah. someone has tried to do that, or even worse, when someone came, kind of ruined it. Not ruined it, but was a downer. Right. Big time. Sam and cake, yeah. And I I'm usually the one who <laughs> organizes them, so I would have to be the one to like write that person or whatever. Or they would say, Hey, can I come this year? And I would say, like, you know, I don't think it's gonna work out this year. It's I think it's just gonna be us. Knowing that person would never want anything to do with me again, but honestly, like fine, because usually these people, if you don't want them on yeah. vacation, you probably don't even really want them as your friends, you know. I think you just have to be honest with her and say, like, we've sort of we sort of have this trip set. Maybe we could organize, or you could organize sometime a different thing, or, but this trip is just set with us. And I certainly don't mean to sound clicky. It's just, it's all organized. It's all done. So not this trip. I just have to say that. I don't know yeah, what else to say. I, I also good. think it's what, well, the problem is you also sort of say it's one too many. You want to say it's one too many families, which by the way, I entirely believe. Yeah. I mean, Wait. four bedrooms for parents instead of three bedrooms. I mean, you really are talking about a totally different arrangement. But then, of course, Brian, if you and I said we'd like to come on the trip, they'd say, you know, be dockside at 8 a.m. Sure. And we'll make and sure we'll you send have a the car best room. You. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We'll make sure you have the best room. Right. No, yeah. but I think you just have to say this trip is already set. We already have our groove with it. Um, let's do something else sometime. Yeah. And what if you put it back on her to say, like, you know what, this – this trip has its groove. It's already set. We've already booked the house. But if you want to, like, if you want to organize something and we all go away together for a night or two, and then that maybe that's a way to test the waters. Like, maybe she'll be a surprise good guest. But yeah. I also think those, the bigger the group. Oh, 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 oh definitely. Oh. It, it, it's too much. It just gets to be too much. And actually, yeah. those Palm Springs trips 
really faded out during the pandemic. And I have to say, if I were to do it again, I would do it with like four people. Yeah. You know, just keep it kind of intimate. I think short and sweet and to the point. And also, you're not, it's honest. There's no reason to lie about any of this. It's just too many, honestly, it's one too many families. But I would also just keep not inviting her until she pushes it. And if she pushes it, you just say, I wish we could. It's just one too many families. Or you could get ahead of it and just say, um, I know that you've been asking about the trip. I I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way because I think so much of you, but this just isn't the trip to, we just can't add people on it. And you're wonderful. We love you. Plan something else. You know that I'll be there, but this isn't the one. Yeah. yeah just be honest. Just yeah. tell, tell the truth. Like it yeah. changed. Yeah. Oh, can and, you and, imagine you spend all year planning a trip? All you can't wait to have this say, trip. I say this you know all the time. You know the kids all get along and then you have to bring in a new family and new Ugh. kids and figure out how all of this works. And now the trip that was so relaxing, the key to what she said there was that it all works perfectly and nobody minds. And then the new trip becomes this one doesn't plan to play with this one and this one excluded that and one. And your changes. whole trip, you're a referee. And that's even if she Forget didn't bring her it. kids. It's just one extra person to something that already Forget worked. Forget it. But it's just one of those things where you have to choose guilt over resentment. You just have to feel guilty for telling her she can't come instead of resentful that she's going to come. Like, you just that's just the way it is. But, also but I would say stop talking about her and her finances if you and your friends yeah, are. Yeah, that's not, not nice. It's yeah. not nice. That's it doesn't not nice. get you anywhere. But don't you think this is where that Brene Brown expression, like, clear is kind. Just be clear. Just Great you don't point. have to like do a whole big well, then it's six bedrooms and then it's ten thousand. It's just like it's not this isn't the trip. It's already yeah. planned, but maybe let's plan something that includes you. I think that's perfectly fine. Dear Ron O'Brien and gorgeous guest, if applicable. It is. And even more gorgeous in this moment because she's absolutely on, you know, the last leg of getting ready for this wedding. And I have seen the pictures of these dresses and these outfits and these ensembles, and there will never be a more gorgeous bride. That's what I want to say about that. And I am so appreciative of you are, just so you know, you are the only person that has seen the dress. Is that true? Yeah. Besides besides the person that that shopped for it with you? Yeah. Besides the stylist and the saleswoman, Jennifer at Bergdorf's, who was Amazing. But what about the friend who set you up with Jennifer? Or set you up with no, the stylist? I nope. I haven't. No. You are the only <gasps> person. And the I giant. Feel, oh my you've got to be kidding. No, no I no have one no one in my family. Nope. Nobody. Nobody. I can't nobody. I feel so honored. I'm the only opinion that you have that you got on this dress. Yes. It, this is so stunning, these dresses. I mean, really, oh. you hit the jackpot on this dress. I can't wait. Oh, that means everyone is going to be totally delighted yes. and chagrined when they see you come down the aisle. I can't It's wait. like the big reveal. I can't. Oh, I can't wait to hear oh, all about it. So oh. excited. Yes. And you gave me, you, just your stamp of approval. That oh, was no. it. I mean, really, you nailed it. You nailed it. And that stylist, you should keep her on speed dogs. If you ever would have to go to a big award ceremony for the book or anything else, she understands who you are and what you need. She's terrific. Yeah, she's She terrific. gets it. Yeah. She's terrific. And just to circle back, Rana, this is another really good example of sometimes you need help. Like Thank I you. I excellent point. I, I could like getting dressed. This wedding is a big deal to us. We're getting married later in life. Like I wanted it to and the thought of going to oh, it's David's be so, bridal. Uh, and you know, a friend lovingly connected me and gifted me use of a stylist and it made it so delightful. Like, I just want to say, you're going to look absolutely, you're going to look like, uh, you know, 
Sophie, uh, what's her name from Emily in Paris? You're gonna look like the owner of uh, Agence Gratteau, Sophie Gratteau. I mean, I can't, You really, it's so chic. I can't uh, wait to see the pictures and I can't wait to hear the feedback. Oh, I, I can't wait to show it to you. And I, I don't think I'm building it up too much. I think I'm underselling it. That's what I, I wanna say. I, I feel you might be, it's pretty spectacular. You're gonna feel And fabulous. there's an outfit change. Which is just so. Of course there is. Of course there dance, is. And there's right? a branch out of it too, of course. Of yeah. course. Of course. I am a certified Carriage House member and follower of Ask Rana and Brian on IG. Here is my problem. I am embarrassed of my mother. To start, my mom is an amazing woman. She's number six of 13 children from the Midwest, Irish Catholic, who grew up with an emotionless father and a very busy mother who pushed out 13 kids within 20 years, no twins. This left little attention for each child, not to mention little money as well. My grandpa worked in a department store after the war and my grandma didn't get a job until she was 50. So each child became fairly independent and went on to have great families of their own. I've heard so many stories about the yearly uh, pair of socks and piece of fruit they would receive in their stockings for Christmas each year. On the opposite end, my sister and I had a great all-American childhood, never wanted for anything, and since neither of us have children yet, my mom continues to spoil us on our birthdays and at Christmas. We are both in our 30s, even though we tell her that we need nothing and to save her money. The issue is, my mom doesn't know how to spoil herself. I didn't think too much of it when I was younger, as I knew she was a former hippie and not very fond of conforming to society's beauty standards and pressures. She was the only, in all caps, mother at my sister's Catholic high school to refuse to wear a hat, think Kentucky Derby hats, to their Mother's Day tea party four years in a row, and has worn the same dress to every wedding and fancy affair for the past eight years. She has never been to a salon. My dad cuts her hair. Whoa and has never had a manicure. Too bad Donahue's not still on the air. This is the kind of person he used to make over. Yeah. And has never had a manicure or a massage. She refuses to upgrade her car and gets angry when my dad threatens to show up with a new one for her. But my biggest gripe is her glasses. She's been procrastinating for years on getting new glasses, even though her current ones are 10 plus years old and sitting cattywampus, one of my mother's go-to descriptions, on her face. Ever since I started pointing out slash suggesting that she's due for an upgrade, she waves me off. She's famous for shutting down when we try to force her to do something nice for herself. I truly believe she is waiting for them to break until she buys a new pair. And yes, when I visited them last year, I almost snapped them in half while they rested on their bathroom perch at bedtime. I was going to say sit on them. Yeah, that, yeah. There, I even answer. sent her a trial box from Warby Parker, which seemed to offend her. She said none of the five options I chose were, quote, her style. The more I push, the more she refuses to comply, it seems. My sister is more passive and doesn't say a word to my parents about their quirks, but I really want them to be the best versions of themselves. Not to mention I am planning my gay wedding for September 2024. Here comes the real question. Yeah, exactly. And I really want everyone to look their best. There so why don't, you start, why don't you start cutting your mother's hair instead of your father? How about that? <laughs> 
To reiterate, my mom is truly such a kind and amazing person and friend. She fully supports me and my sister and is always there when we need her. She's looking forward to visiting me on the East Coast soon to help me decorate and host my engagement party. Am I being too conceited and pushy by now allowing by not allowing her to just do her own thing? Do you have any recommendations to light a fire under her or should I just back off and let her be her own stubborn self? Thank you in advance. Love, Tom, not my real name. Okay. That's Join a good us one. at patreon.com slash askrana for the answer to that question and so much more. We have our fabulous long form journalism club that we're doing now, long form articles, and we're having an absolute blast. It's been incredible the last two months. We're going into our third month now. We're going to do the third one at the end of March, and people are loving it. And I'll tell you what's more important I'm loving it. I'm having such a blast doing it. Uh, we can't thank Tracy enough for coming. This was our first two-parter, but it was so needed and so deserved. These are such, I mean, we joke, we this, we that. These are such tough, embarrassing, hard questions that just fester inside of us, these little things. And the truth is they just need a little bit of daylight and a nice person to come in and say, no big deal. Let's just start here. You're a person, you did a thing, let's do it differently. Let's just start here. Let's just start yeah. now and let's be nice about it and let's not worry about how we got here. You can go unpack all of that after we get done figuring out where this half a pack of wet wipes is going to go. And my answer to you is the trash. <laughs> With the half a stick of gum. And after we clear it all out, if you still need some wet wipes, we'll get you some more. How does that sound? They're at the yeah. CVS. Wet, there's no shortage of wet wipes. We're sending everyone the book. The book uh, is available on Amazon and every other place, bookshop and every other place that you can get a book. Go to Tracy's website, tracymccubbin.com. And what, tell us your Instagram handles. Uh, at Tracy underscore McCubbin. And it's real fun over there. Real yeah. fun. Just but to- you're also at Declutterfly, aren't you? Yeah, same website. Go Tracy McCubbin, Declutterfly, come to the same place. What same about website. Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's a little less. Tracy McCubbin, the Tracy underscore McCubbin is the real fun one. That's where we do all the challenges. Okay, that's where we want everybody to come. That's where we want everybody to go. Okay. I adore you. I loved seeing you you and spending this time with you. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to hear everything about the big day. Uh, and we'll see everyone who wants to be there in the AI social club, arsocial.club, arsocialclub.com. I'm sending you the, the box trace once you, uh, you know, once you're off your diet, uh, healthy, slim down, I'm going to send you the, the box for you two to enjoy in your married bliss. How does that sound? Lovely. And thank you. Thank you for helping me, you know, navigate some guest questions and some invite questions and some dress questions. I am so grateful for you in my life. It is my absolute pleasure. You have access to me whenever you need me. How about that? Ah, I feel so special. Kiss, 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 kiss. the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.